0: What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and we are here with another edition of Overthinking MTG, and this episode is brought to you by sheer determination, because I know the viewer count as of right now on these videos isn't great by YouTube standards, but you know what? It's not zero. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to stay if you're going to stay, and even if you're not, I'm going to stay here, so hopefully you like what I'm laying down. If not... Have a great day. Find somebody you do like. That's cool too. If you do like what I'm doing, twitch.tv slash hamlocks42. You can see it live, and I also do my best to keep up with chat and stay as engaged as possible. Seriously, come by and just, I don't know, just come by and hang out. Ask me any questions that you want. Seriously. You can also make me overthink MTG live. On uh, on stream for z- zero dollars. There's no donation requirement. There, it is a channel points thing, so you do have to stick around. But if you have a couple channel points, you can make me overthink your favorite MTG card live on air. So anyway, right now, let's go ahead and get into get into the episode. Now that I'm done with my self-aggrandizing sales pitch. All right. So, cool. So today we are looking at. So I just hit the uh, the random card. Let's go ahead and take a look at it. We're looking at Spotted Griffin. And it is a 2-3 flyer for 4. And this particular version was printed in Masters Edition 4. I'm not exactly sure what that is. It looks like this card was originally printed in Portal at Common. Okay, now, Portal is a set that was printed way back in the day that was, if I'm not mistaken, geared towards newer players. And so as a result, there's a lot of low power stuff in that set, especially at the common rank. Like, Or rank, common rarity. Like There are cards, like a great example of this is a card called Elven Cash, where for four mana at sorcery speed, I think, take a card from your graveyard, put it in your hand. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, there's also a card called Regrowth. That is that same card for two. It was half as much. And so that's one of those things where, like, cards in Portal, and I happen to have, like, I happen to have had an Elven Cash that I picked up somewhere along the way, which is the only reason that that came to mind. But, um, Portal, the, the cards in Portal are just powered down and not that great. Um, also, as you can see from, this particular outline. It has an interesting feature of the text box where the um, the rules text is in bold and then there is a horizontal rule like a horizontal line blocking off the rules text and the flavor text. Um, I don't know why they thought that was necessary especially because the font on the fl- on the flavor text is italicized um, and it always has been if I'm not mistaken so that, that that's always been kind of called out but Whatever, they decided they needed to go a little extra, a little above and beyond, if you will, um, in Portal. So that's kind of an interesting interesting detail. I mean, that is one thing that that, that set had going on that was unique. Um, other than that, it's, just, it's a lot of underpowered stuff that's just not very good. And this is an example of it. So Spotted Griffin, it costs three generic, one white for a creature, Griffin, or summon Griffin, as it was printed back in the day. And uh, it is a two-three with flying. Although, actually, you can notice that the uh, the power and toughness on this particular card also has kind of a unique, um, an unique look, where they have a little sword indicating power and a little shield indicating toughness. Um, so, like again, like I was saying, definitely geared towards newer players because that is a kind of quick guide so they can see exactly um what those numbers mean you know folks of folks who've been playing for a while like myself and and if you're listening to this presumably you know folks who are consuming the content are really entrenched in the game so that the the what is power what is toughness um it was a conversation that happened a long time ago um Presumably, although the fact—the other part about that is if you're not familiar with magic or if you are new, welcome. Um, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. Again, come over to the Twitch channel. Man, I am really, uh, I am shilling like mad this particular podcast. I hope you don't mind. Um, but anyway, so the other thing about this card that I, I like generally is that it's a griffin. That's about it. Like that's, like that's about all I got. Because a two-three flyer for four is a. I mean, a two-three flyer, is a good, body like that. That is a solid body that can have a very meaningful impact on the game. Um, however, at four, it is just like, it is one mana off of playable kind of, like, two-three for three with flying with only one colored pip like this. Well, actually, you know what? Okay, here's the thing. Ah, here's the angle. So I was wondering, what the heck do I talk about with this? Because it's a griffin. I'm assuming this is going to go into flavor context. But no, actually, I do have a gameplay implication for this. Um, A gameplay discussion, as it were. So as far as the the card build goes, a 2-3 flyer in white for four is absolutely terrible. A 2-3 flyer in white for three, so if we were to t- just subtract one generic off of that mana cost, that is still barely playable. Like, that is, that's like okay and limited. Actually, that eh, might actually be pretty decent and limited, depending on what else is around it, but in general, like a 2-3 flyer for three, in, especially in white, is not very good. Now, you take that exact same body, ex- those exact same stats, put it in blue and then all of a sudden eh, maybe like there are some certain builds where if, it, if it's like a creature type that i can synergize with it might be playable like that might be okay give me that exact same card in um in black and i'm not interested um because there are significantly better options and flying isn't really as important like there's not as much synergy with flyers necessarily um but again if the creature type is playable eh, okay like a 2-3 flyer for three and that would be would be fine you put me put this in red like a 2-3 flyer for three in red i actually think that would actually that that would be pretty decent because i mean red creatures generally are well it depends on what kind of strategy you're running but that's one of those where like the rate seems better there but here's ultimately my, my point you well and the reason that okay let me just on red for a second the reason that i think the reason that i don't dismiss it in red out of hand is purely because flyers in red tend to be large you know you think dragons you think five drops six drops i mean there i know there's some really solid four drops as well but the moment you get eight, like small red flyers is something that um it they do exist but there aren't as many of them. And so you have fewer options if going aggro with flyers is something you want. Now, would I rather have a 2-3 flyer for three, or would I rather have a Chandra Spitfire, which comes out of the battlefield as a 1-3 flyer for three, that can conditionally pump? I would much rather have the, the Spitfire 99% of the time. But Spitfire is also a phenomenal card in Red Burn, whereas the um, or in the, caval- in the cavalcade build, it's just absolutely busted. But in... Um, you know, it, it is a good card. But um, a 2-3 flyer for 3 that is splashable in red is like... I don't know. I'm not mad at it. I'm okay. Although, actually, they've recently come out with, like, EverQuill Phoenix and things like that. So maybe that's no longer the case. Here's my point, though. You give me a 2-3 flyer for 3 in green, I'm listening. Because green flying sucks. It exists. It's out there. But there are very few cards that have it. Um... And they generally are not very good. Uh, instead, green has stuff that can destroy flyers, and it has reach as a way of dealing with flyers. But it itself does not usually have flyers. So if you have any kind of reason to want a flying creature in green, which, let's be honest, flying for being so common is awesome evasion. Like Flying is incredibly good. And it continues to be incredibly good, despite the fact that it is you ubiquitous like it's everywhere it has been i actually it might be the most common keyword um out there i could be wrong there may be but anyway but it's been around since the beginning it has been continuing to get support since the beginning um You know, some sets are hotter on it than others, but there are flyers in every set. Like, mechanically, with flying, they nailed it. They got it right the first time. It's just, it's it's a simple mechanic. It's clean. It impacts the game. It matches the flavor. It's just like, mmm, it's all there. Like, really, when we... When you think about Magic, when you think about Magic the Gathering, what do you think of? You think of the five different colors. You know, absolutely. The color pie, that is, like, the foundation for the whole game. Like, that is what makes Magic different from other card games. And a lot of card games that have been trying to kind of eke in on Magic's market share, you can see, like, how do they create the player identity? And that really is a major factor in whether or not that game is successful i'd imagine i don't know the ccgs super well but i do know like some of the other games that i've played um i haven't really felt like and i'm not going to name names but there are a handful of other games that i've that i've picked up and the ones that lose my interest the fastest are the ones that don't give me a personal identity within the game um you know there are a lot of CCGs out there on phones, for example, that take certain properties and just kind of make a card game around it. And sometimes mechanically, the card games are perfectly fine. But if I'm going through the same intro quest as everybody else, and I'm collecting the same 15 characters as everybody else, and I end up with the same deck as everybody else, I'm not interested. I don't care. And on top of that, if the deck is made up of all these different like characters or events or something from whatever property I'm playing, um, but they aren't like I don't know, they just happen to be the best cards that I happen to get. Um, I'm not that interested. The color pie in Magic allows you to own an expression of how the game is played. You have an element. You get to choose the type of game you are playing when you set up your deck. Um, And your opponent is choosing the game that they are playing when they set up their deck. And when you pit them together weird stuff happens because you're combining these disparate things and the fact that and at the heart of all of that is the colors you know in its simplest form i'm a white mage i have a lot of creatures and we attack a lot and i'm going to make sure that um i'm going to make sure that you know black and red get stopped however uh or i'm a red mage where i'm gonna cast a bunch of burn spells and i'm gonna have an occasional big dragon but otherwise i'm gonna have these little goblins that are just gonna needle away at you and i'm dealing you know that's my style that's how that's how i'm gonna play i'm the blue mage i'm gonna sit back and my creatures are gonna be pretty weak but i'm gonna be able to counter your stuff and you're gonna really have to watch me because i'm gonna mess with your head um you know at its core, you have these five different personas that the player can take. And then the other cool thing is you're not locked into one of those when you're building your deck. And so all of a sudden you have the combinations. Then you can combine colors together to make things that were never intended and that the designers never uh, built for. And so as a result, you can um, you can really create your own identity and create your own style in a way that is incredibly unique and incredibly engaging and that is something that means a lot now how did we get there from here flying is a part of that so as we were talking about the different colors like every single color has a relationship with flying because it's been around forever and it's appeared on every single color and it is so ubiquitous that there are cards designed to stop it you know, Plummet exists. I mean, it's, it Plummet, to be fair, not, a, not an amazing card. It's very situational. Um, but, like, it, it's not awful. Like, you know, like in those right situations, really good. Um, but also, cards with reach, like Giant Spider, or any of the spiders that have reach, those are very useful. Like, those are surprisingly useful. Well, actually, it's not really surprising. It's not surprising at all, because flying has been in this game since the very beginning. And at its core... Magic is a duel between two players, and one of the most one of the one of the most core elements of that is creatures and combat. I mean, I, and I know there are exceptions to the rule, obviously, with so many options. You can play all kinds of different games that don't involve creatures, but at its base, I put creatures on the on the field. You put creatures on the field. They fight each other, um, and then we do some other trickery along the way. But we have Two armies of creatures going at each other in most games, especially in like starter um, starter sets, starter packs. Like, that's where people start with magic most of the time. Um, if you didn't, please let me know in the comments below. I would love to hear. Like, if you, if anyone out there started with like controller burn where they had almost no creatures, I would be really interested. Um, I'd love to know how that goes because everyone I've spoken to, when you first start, you start with either like. Everybody's first deck that I've spoken with anyway has been an aggro deck. If that is not the your and the reason for that is because it is the least mentally taxing version of the game. It is the most straightforward. It's the most easy to kind of wrap your brain around and that's why new players get the mono green beast deck or they get the mono red goblin deck or the mono white soldier deck. Like those are kind of the there's a reason that people start with those, and I think that makes a lot of sense for new players. My personally, if you were curious, mine was a uh, mine was a green stompy, mine was like a um, a mono green stompy deck. That was the one that really pulled me into the fold. And there was something about when I was able to win the game by, um, you know, when I was able to kill my opponent by swinging in with a thorn elemental that I had buffed up with an accelerated mutation. I felt really good. I felt real good. Also, Titanic Bulvox was in that deck, to give you an idea. Um, That was an uncommon from back in the day that has not aged well. It was a 7-4 Trampler, um, but it was a 7-4 Trampler, and sometimes the 7 power on a trample, mm, that makes a lot of difference. Anyway, but, flying. Every single color has a relationship with flying. Every single player has a relationship with flying. You either love it or you hate it. Um, Actually, you know what? No. That's actually the cool thing. There are a lot of people who love flying, and actually blue-white flying is a really fun archetype. I highly recommend you give it a shot, especially if you've been playing a lot of control stuff or a lot of mid-range stuff, and you really want to just kind of take a step back, play something that is a little easier to engage with, and you just want to turn some cards sideways. Um, Blue-white flyers is a surprisingly fun and effective way to do that it's a really fun and in most formats i know in standard right now there's a very viable version um as is i'm sure there is in historic as well but anyway i I bet in your chosen format there is a way to play blue white flyers and surprisingly fun anyway it's it it is just a core piece of this game and I think it's phenomenal and excellent and just all the great, all the great words. It, it fits. You have these two armies, they're hitting each other. Some of them can fly over the other ones. And if you have a flyer, they can block. Like, the mechanics of it are just so clean and so simple and it's so easy to understand. You know, that's one of those things. I have never played a second game with a new player and had them go, wait, what does flying do again? You know, never. If... I, once we've gone through a full game and they've gotten a handle on it, what the game does, you know, wait, how does first strike work? Okay. I've heard that. That's a fair question. Or, Oh, okay. Wait, what is, so this goes into exile. What exactly does that mean? Like, or wait, how does regeneration work? If you're learning back in the day when regeneration was pretty common, like all those things, or how does protection work? Like those are, those are like, okay, a little more, a little more advanced, a little trickier. Um, but flying is just so clean. It's just, oh, that's flying. Okay. Yeah, this thing flies. It can block your flyer. I gotcha. And so, you know, the spotted griffin, 2-3 for 4 with flying. It's not a very good card. Like, just, it, 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 the, the price isn't worth what you get. Um, you know, if I see somebody play a 2-3 flyer on turn 4, like, if I see somebody tap out on turn 4 to play this, I'm going to beat them. Um, I'm going to beat him soundly Um, unless I'm also intentionally playing a power down deck to meet him. So the only situation where I can see you playing something like this is if you're playing with a brand new player for the first time and you're showing them how the game works because this is a good lesson in that situation. And then it also has the added benefit of being a lesson when they realize that there are cheaper versions out there because I've spoken to before on this podcast and I'll speak to it again. I'm sure. There is a moment in every Magic player's life when they look at a card that was in their first deck and they realize, actually I don't I don't think this is very good. Huh. And that is a cool moment. And that that is that's neat when you get to have that. Um because that's a level. Like you're they, you know you're leveling up as a Magic player when you hit that point. And I wouldn't be surprised if there have been many 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 players over the years who started back in the OG Portal days who looked down at Spotted Griffin and realized I think there's a better option out there. I don't think this is the best I can do, um, and I have no doubt that this got that this got pulled out of a lot of um, a lot of starter decks back in the day in favor of something more efficient. Um, and that, you know what? That's not nothing. That is that that is. Um, I suppose there are other ways that cards can be valuable, and I'm glad that cards like Spotted Griffin that are incredibly inefficient. Give new players that moment when they can own the game in a unique way and start crafting their own deck. Um, yeah, so I appreciate that, I suppose. So, all right, yeah, this has been uh, this has been spotted Griffin, and a lot of talk about flying in the color pie and all kinds of stuff. I don't know how it like the 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 worst cards that I think are going to have the the least amount of content. I end up talking for the longest on, um, but yeah. This has been fun, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with these, the stream of consciousness that is the Overthinking MTG podcast. It is no doubt going to continue long into the future, because like I said at the top, horrible stubbornness come from this guy right here, and now I'm wondering, wait, that was before this episode, right? Not the last one. Yeah, if you're ever wondering if I truly don't script these, yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, I don't script these. This is all off the dome. Yeah, they're part reaction. Anyway, yeah, part reaction videos and podcasts and part storytelling, and sometimes we look at magic cards anyway thank you so much for hanging out guys you you're, you're my favorite people i will catch you next time